Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello there. If you're on, let me know. I'm here. You got Manny, Juliana, and, and Judah. All right. Yep. The three amigos. David's on. Who is? Your son. On? Yeah, well, man, so David. I have two. Yes. I have two sons. All right. He doesn't recognize the, the first boy. Born. The other son established he was on there already. The other one, what? I said, your other son established he was on the phone already. Oh, well, no, I didn't hear. That's what I'm saying. I didn't hear any. I just started blurred because I was changing stuff here. All right. I'll wait a couple minutes. Get some more people on the air and we'll be started. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Let's do this here.
this on this. All right, now who's joining us now? I am on. I'm here, Pastor. Mary's here with me, too. Seth is going to be on his computer. All right, all right. I'll 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 be sending him messages on the computer then. Tell him that if he has questions to fire him off and I can answer. Okay. So uh, he's still with us. Does Annalise have her dance rehearsal thing today? or she Yeah, she's dancing. Her and Marky are there and Robert's getting them. Right on. That's good. So tonight's the night, huh? Tonight's the big, the big uh, show. Yes. Well, yesterday was and tonight. Oh, right on. Well, favor on her heart to shine and let the glory of God show all around her. Amen. Amen. Then you put the seven oh four seven four and then one after that's one and seven oh four seven four pound and then one then pound. Pound. Also, we're waiting for Pastor. Well, Pastor's getting everything set up. How, how's everybody's days going? Has there been anything special or something that you guys would like to go ahead and share? I just got All right. new music that I have to learn. Say it again. Repeat that. We didn't hear what you said. Oh, me? Yes. Yes. Oh, um, I got some new music that I had to learn for my, um, I guess, audition for marching band. And I thought it was going to be a lot harder for me to learn. It is difficult, but I'm able to get through it, and it's working out pretty well so far. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Glory to God. He makes his children do ten times better than the children in the world. Amen. (laughs) Speaking of ten times better, Esther, share about yesterday's study. Oh, let's do, do tell, please. <laughs> well, girl, tell tell them how wonderful it was. 
Oh, I tell you, I was still beaming about it today. I was talking to my boss, um, and just being able to uh, to comfort her. She's going through um, just a really difficult season, but I know for her, it's like the victory is so around the corner. She can, like, taste it. She can feel it. But you know how it always is, is that when you have, like, multiple victories, you know, kind of like crescendoing, it, it even makes it more difficult. So I just got yes. a chance to pray with her and just strengthen her. But it, I think it was all because I was on a, I was on a high too, and I was talking to the Lord about that, and I said, you know, Lord, I don't want to get to a high and then come down and then just fall flat. I want to continue riding this wave. I want to continue on this momentum. You know what I mean? And and now that you know, looking back at what happened yesterday, now that it's 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 history, and looking forward to um, to making uh, to affecting the future, I I am just glad that everybody else is excited about it. I I do know that. It's been a long time coming, but it's nice yes. to see mm-hmm. that I can say, Lord, thank you. It started and we're going. That's right. So now I just got to pick myself up and I got to um, make right what I let fall through the cracks. Talk to the people that do want to be a part of this. Um, just move forward and move on. Pick myself up from my admitted my admitted wrong. <laughs> and, and so um, today after talk show, I'm going to go ahead and write that wrong. I'm going to let the Lord Good. write it with the blood yes. of Jesus. Well, I'll tell you what, um, just based on what I'm hearing, it's the right class, the right time, right season. And uh, I heard nothing but good. And one of the remarks I heard is that uh, this should be required for everybody who uh, is part of ministry. And I, and I tend to agree. And I think maybe we'll, we'll make this one of those, uh, you know, I hope that someone picks up the, the, the mantle to, while you move on to part two on this or wherever, whatever other class that the Lord has you teach, someone pick up the mantle, if not yourself, and continue to put this out there because, uh, Part of, like I said, one of the things that the, that the Lord put on my heart is that we need, in order to sustain what God is bringing us, we need a healthy church. And uh, you know what? Lord knows all of us need to start thinking right and uh, getting things, you know, from the root on up. You know, and I think the very, the very first time we got into the binding and loosing with the liberty of art, I think that the Lord just began the journey there. And I think yeah. this one really details it uh, so much more. So oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When I go back and I think about um, what God has been doing over probably the course of, I can look back to probably like around 10 years when I made that statement and saying that if I could ever go back and do something differently, what would I go back and do? What would I go back and change? What, what would I go back and invest into? And I said I would go to school and I would learn more about about psychology, and because I didn't know, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't know what psychology entailed. What little I did know about, I made that statement, 
And now getting all this other information from a biblical perspective, you know, from a godly from a godly perspective, but also knowing one of the things that we looked at yesterday in the memory scripture that I gave uh, to the class, which was Romans 12, um, verse 2, and it's about renewing the mind. It, it's that one area that I went ahead and I talked to everybody about was it's the one area that we are responsible to do. We can't go and say, God, renew my mind or, or Lord, help this or Lord, help that. No, there's specific instructions given to us in what we have to do. This is something we actively have to engage in. This is something we have got to do, and we can't ask the Lord to do it for us because everything that needed to be done was already secured on the cross of Calvary. It's up to us to just go ahead and, like you have been saying, Pastor, occupy. We're supposed to occupy in the area of a healthy soul. You know, the Bible says that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. He's already given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. He's already paid the price for our peace. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. And so Mm -hmm. the scripture that I had given everybody, which was my anchor scripture that the Lord gave me at the beginning of the year, was 3 John 2. That, beloved, I wish above all that you may prosper and be in good health as your soul prospers. And that's what this class is about. It's about us taking and us, you know, um, us affecting affecting the kingdom that lies within us through a healthy perspective, a healthy soul, being able to see it. Through, 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 through a true, you know, having our lens, our lenses cleansed. Crepo talks about the philosophies. He talks about looking at it through the philosophies uh, by the Word of God, not oh, yeah, yeah. philosophies. And so that's that's the work of the soul. We have to be able to literally let the Word of God cleanse out all of those different perspectives that have lodged themselves in our soul. And we've got to do that work. And that work can be done. We can change it. It can be renewed. And that's the one thing that the Lord was telling me. That's the one thing that I shared with the class. We can do this. And I'm so excited. I'm so grateful. I feel so privileged to be able to to help Amen. the body of Christ. Right the Lord is, is using me. It's such a great responsibility, Pastor, but it's also the greatest, how can I say, the greatest um, privilege to sit there and think that he would allow me, he would, not just when I say allow, he would put the desire in me, he would give me the will, he would do everything that needs to be, he would affect every part of me to want to keep me to keep going forward on this. And it all hit me. It all hit me. I agree. I'm so excited. And just to just to think that it, it's you know it's it's um it's part of our you know breath of uh, breath of God teaching or learning center. It's yeah. it's it's the first. And how great is that to be a part of the first? Yep, that is, and that is because it determines how we follow, how we follow after this. So praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. So thank everybody. I, I thank everybody, and I so appreciate it for those that showed up. We thank you. Right on. Well, you know what? I'll tell you what. Thank you, Father. Father, I just thank you, Father, for the uh, for for the glorious beginning, Lord, of Breath of God Learning Center. As Esther, Father, begins this uh, new curriculum, Father, to, to change uh, hearts by changing how we think. And, Father, thank you for the illumination of the Word of God, Father, that, that brings light, Father, that, and that light begins to develop us. So, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Father, for the grace gift of teaching that you've given Miss Esther to bring forth truths. And Father, thank you that she unwraps the word and, 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 and we can take the gifting, Father, of that word and receive it in our hearts. And Father, may that word begin to illuminate and change our hearts and minds in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, tonight, I, I have got um, uh, Manny on as a co-host today. And uh, there's something that the Lord has put on his heart as well. And the Lord has talked to me about um, continuing in, in the subject of faith, but I also want to hear from y'all. And a lot of times, because of the type of program that says we don't allow, we don't, it is never good to have dead air. But do you have something to say? Just begin to speak and we'll make room for you. And uh, because this is a program of uh, participation, we will ask questions, so I encourage you to answer. There's really no such thing as, a, when we're talking about these things, there's never, a, there's never such thing as a dumb question. And uh, if you have a partial truth and someone's got the fullness of that other truth to bring it together, well, let's bring it. Because a lot of times a question asked or a comment made, others are thinking the exact same thing. So uh, let, let us just begin. And uh, Manny had something that he wanted to start with and uh, just uh, uh, some things that he had been reading and, and he was telling me about. So uh, Manny, why don't you go ahead and share that as we get started? Okay, well, um, I, I just found a new scripture right now, too. Um, I think it's perfect for, uh, first off, with what we're, we're, we're starting with uh, Wednesday nights now with Breath of God, uh, Lone Center. I, I think it's great, but also to go on with um, the praise report Mary gave. And it's in First Thessalonians uh, chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. It says, For we know... Brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not only, or not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. You know what kind of men we've proved to be among for you and for your sake. I think it's great because we, we are called people and we are called to, to bring excellence in everything that we do, and uh, I was a participator in in uh, Wednesday night, and I have to say it was absolutely awesome too. Praise the Lord, Amen. Amen. Who else was Who else went to the class that's listening? Can any, can can anybody else share uh, uh, what what it did with you, or you know, or maybe share your excitement? I went. I was really excited about it. It was, um, this is like, stuff that is like right up my alley. Um, hold on a sec, I gotta help Seth get on top of you. 
anyways, as she's getting that set up, um, Riz, go ahead and interrupt me at any moment. Um, I started to read uh, in Acts 2 and just how um, the, when the Holy Spirit started entering in in a big way and when people started speaking in tongues and how it, I, I was noticing just through reading about how it, it, it had impacted everybody to where everybody was kind of tripping a little bit. Some of them made jokes, you know, oh, they're filled with a new wine. But um, it moved with such a power that um, they're like, no, this this is something that's different. This is something different that's coming. And um, I was sharing with the youth how we, we are at a point where we are we are to call and expect something different to come and to hit. And I believe now is the time momentum being built up from Azusa now to to us going on forward and in whenever we meet at church and just our day to day lives that we need to bring something different. And I was reading this and seeing how there's just such a difference made and uh, that's what I was sharing with my 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 dad and so I, I don't know if you guys have any thing to add on to that, but it was something that kind of spoke to me about how this is the kind of impact I believe that's going to come, that there's going to be something different to where everybody's going to start noticing. Right on. Praise the Lord. Anybody else have anything based on what he's talking about? No, I don't, but I have what I was talking about. Go ahead. I was going to talk about yesterday. It was it was really good. Um, this is stuff that uh, I guess I've been hearing for a long time because my mom was reading these books a while back, and I'm really excited to come come together with other people who are reading it because it um, the way Esther has it set up is like an open forum sort of, so it's really um, as we're reading and as we're we're in the book, we're able to talk about what we're reading, and there's journals and journaling and, and different questions that the workbook has, and I think it's, I find talking about things to be, like, super helpful. I Anybody who knows me knows I talk a lot, but I, I really find it to be super helpful because sometimes I think, I mean, what this whole thing is, is we get in our heads too much, and, and we can even, we have such a a habitual way of thinking that even when we're reading this new information, we're still receiving it with the same, we're reading it and comprehending it with the same mind. It's new information, but I think as we read it with other people, we're going to get new insight and different perspectives of what, what, from what each person is receiving from it. And I think that it helps to create better habits in, in, in how we process and how we think. And I love the scriptures that are, are, um, in the workbook for the memory verses, but I love the ones that Esther has in addition to it because it just broadens it even more. So I'm really, really, really excited about it. I came in the house yesterday and I was like, you need to get an Elisa Mark book. You're going to love this book. Like everybody needs to read this book. It was, now it's just an introduction. So I'm really looking forward to this. And I'm really excited that this is how the ministry is kicking off the learning portion of it. Cause I mean, what a way to, you know, enter into that. Amen. You know, I loved what Esther said. She said, she said, uh, she said she wanted to start taking classes on uh, psychology, and 
what better a way to get that with with the truth peppered in in there and i think I think it's absolutely great because that's something that i I, I desire to know and further myself in just in helping with teaching just with help with better understanding myself and to help others i I, I can't wait. I, I was really blessed uh, with the honesty of the people that were there. And, and even, um, you know, with something last minute happening with Nicole and her walking in towards the end of the class, she ended up picking up uh, a driver at the last minute who had to go from Chino Hills all the way down to LAX. So she pops in at the end, at the last part of the class, and when we're just going over, like, through the journaling, and she was one of the first ones to sit there and say, I, I don't like to journal. I don't want to do this. And that was the the most interesting part of the class was in hearing the people present, being so honest about, you know, journaling is not something that is so natural to us. To be able to get in touch with our feelings and to be able to process those feelings with truth and holding up those things that sometimes that would lead us astray, but that seem so real to us and that are so so habitual to us to line it up against the truth of God. You know what I mean? To get into those feelings and line those feelings up with what the Word of God says, it's not an easy thing to do. And and I so I was so blessed when hearing the women saying, you know, I don't want a journal. And I sat there and I told them I had a book that revolutionized my life in terms of journaling. I let it sit there for three years until I was in the deepest part of my life and I had gone through, you know, what I had gone through that I picked up that journal and realized the value of journaling and what it was to be able to read the questions with full understanding and keep reading them until you understand it and then dare to write and then you watch and see what the Holy Spirit brings out. And to hear the women say that, you know, that, you know, this is, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it because they saw the value of that. They saw the importance of that particular part of exercising, of bringing out those things that we sometimes bury and the things that we minimize. And that's why they go buried. That's why the Lord has to go in there and dig into them. And, you know, that's why we shut him out of those places. Many times, Pastor, you say, we don't dare let him into that chamber. Oh, but you can have this part, Lord. And, and oh, sure, you can have this part. Uh, but this part I reserve for me. That's what journaling does. It gets you into those chambers that we've not let the Lord into. And to be able to take this on with courage. And we're all receiving courage from the Word of God. There's the Holy Spirit that's going to begin to do that work. And, and to be able to hear the honesty of people admitting, I don't want to do this, but you know what? I know that I need to, and I'm going to do it. That That's huge. That is probably the first step in the right direction to us becoming whole. And I was so blessed to be able to sit there in a room And I'm going to sit there and say in a room with my contemporaries to be there and cheer you guys on and say, hey, we're going to do this. And you know what? We're going to do it good because we're going to glorify our Heavenly Father. He's going to know that that peace 
Jesus paid such an expensive price for, we're going to live it and we're going to walk it. Amen. Did we lose people? I'm here. Now Pastor can't hear us at all. He's trying to talk and he, he just can't do it. Take over, Manny. I'm going to go help him. So I was looking in Acts chapter 2, Manny. You were making reference to Acts chapter 2. Are you there, Manny? Uh, yeah. Sorry, it cut out. Wait, did you hear right, me there now? I can hear you now. I was there right. at Acts chapter two. That's what you yes. had referenced, Manny. Right well, we're back, and uh, thank you, Miss Esther, for sharing. That was that was some powerful stuff, and I added to it is that see our what you're talking about is being a doer of the word and not hearers only. And I was saying how that isn't it interesting that in the church, many people hear the word and they say, that's a good word. Praise the Lord. It's a good word. But how many people actually pick up and say, you know what, what I heard on Sunday, I'm going to put to practice on Monday. Let's do this. And, and, you know, it's a rhetorical question, so I'm not asking for answers. But, you know, Manny was talking about the fact that, you know, he, 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 what I appreciate is that he'll get a scripture and God will deal with him on it and he'll say, well, I'm going to do it. Uh, my son David lately has been saying, you know, God showed me this. This is what I've got to be doing. And and now we've got a class that begins to teach people how to, you know, the smallest, it's not even small. It's a big thing to journal because it really takes, um, you know what it does. It takes T-I-M-E. And, and a lot of people don't want to take the time to get in there. And, and a lot of people don't want to dig into themselves. But uh, it, it, it fits what, what, what we're going into today because, on Tuesday, we came into the fact that our faith is tied to our summons, and, and which means it's our call. And I've been using the word summons because people hear the word call, and they just kind of sleep through it because it's uh, something everybody hears. You got your call? You got a call? You got this? And then, you know, some people are, you know, you, you, you say someone's calling you, and you, in the cell phone generation, you know, everybody's calling somebody. And, and so when, when you think about it, the call was summoned. God had summoned Abraham. But I want to tell, I want to tie something up today because Manny said something that was interesting earlier today, and and it was uh, we were talking about how that um, our faith is also tied to where we are and to where God calls us. You know, because I was looking at the Garden of Eden and God, that's where uh, Adam went and 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 then later Eve, and they spent the time with God and, and spent time walking with with Father. And the father told them, do all, you know, you can eat out of everything, just don't eat of the tree. 
And, and, you know, we all know the story, how they ate of the tree. Their eyes were open. And they actually began to find out the difference between good and evil. Now, there's a lot of philosophy about good and evil. A lot of people have all these conceptions and misconceptions and concepts and formulas and all of this other stuff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay something down right now. That if it doesn't come from the word, it's not valid. It may be valid in the world. It may be valid and relative to the world that they live in. But if we're believers and, 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 and our home is, and our, and our headquarters is heaven, then we operate out of heaven's perspective, not the world. Because the world has ideologies. There's a lot of uh, religions that, that begin to have certain things that, that, that are counterfeit to what God has. And, and a lot of people say, well, see, all these other religions have this. Do you know that when we speak things into the cosmos, people pick things up because we're spiritual beings? So you need to understand that because sometimes people say, well, how did they come about? They were halfway around the world. And then, you know what? I'll tell you what. Number one, the, 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 there is a, 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 there, we have beings that carry the word. They, they're either angels or they're demons. There's people that receive out of the, you know, in the 60s. I'll bring that up for something. Yeah, they, the, the God wanted people to begin to love one another. He wanted the message of love, a, revival, a love revival to hit the planet and, 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 and the Holy Spirit. What, uh, came along with that, and there was what we understand as a charismatic renewal, where where people were hearing the word, and hippies were putting the flowers in people's guns and say, "All we need is the people were saying, all we need is love," and, and uh, you know, and, and there were a lot of lot of lot of great songs came out of that era, and, and ideas and ideologies and all of these other things, but we need to understand that the basis of all working faith comes from what God defines as faith for us. How many are with me right here? Amen. See, there's a lot of people that have ideas about what faith is. They have ideologies about the difference between good and evil. And you know what? It's fun to get in there and debate with people. But when we're teaching a truth, we have to say the philosophy of the word of God is what we are after. I remember in college taking philosophy. It was a fun class because you get to, it just opens your mind and expands you and you can, you can see how other people think and where their ideologies came from, philosophies and the way that people think. And it's great to, to admire some of these things that came forth. The Greeks, they used to love to just share on philosophy because you can go so far and you can go so deep. And, and, it's, and, it's, and it's cool because you get to understand the human psyche and how deep man really is in his soul. But without God, it's vain. There's nothing there. It's emptiness. All of it leads to emptiness. And so what I want to share with you concerning faith and, and faith that, that works and faith that will produce in our life, and I'm talking about faith that produces beyond that which attaches itself to the energies that are around, that are around this planet, that are around us. It, it, we have to tap into what we understand, and I'll say it this way, as supernatural faith because it comes from God. It's otherworldly. It comes from something that is not of this world, and it, it comes from heaven. And when we attach ourselves to his words, that's why Jesus said that my words, they are spirit. They're not from here, and they are life, life that's not from here. It's an injection of something that we receive that is not of this world that melds and, mel and, and becomes one with our pedigree after we receive Jesus. It adds to us. That's why they say to add to your faith. Why? Where is your faith? It's on the inside. 
add to your faith on the inside, virtue, excellence, strength, dunamis power. That's what we add. It's something that we add on the inside from the spirit so that we may exist. And a lot of people say, I have faith, but they don't add anything to their faith. It just stays there because hope brings vision. It brings substance. It's something you can hold. You know what? That the spirit realm becomes tangible when we see it and believe it. And so I want to bring this out because we need to understand that it's tied to your, to your, to your summons and it's tied to the location which God calls you. And so um, you're going to hear me speak about this more and more. Um, I like because when, when Paul introduces all the, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's so important that Paul, when he says to the, to the people in Colossians and Colossae, I have heard of your faith. But then he talks to the Galatians. He said, man, who has bewitched you? You guys are fools. You start out in the spirit. Now you have, you're, you're back to natural faith. And in, in, in in, in, in Corinthians, he tells them that they fear man more than they fear God. And, and you, you hear another one where your prayers and your faith have reached me. And, I, you know, and, and so when you be, see the, the, the beginning of his letters, he's always talking about your, Paul will begin to talk about where you stand in your faith or how proud he is, if I can use that word, of your faith and what he's heard of the, of the things that you've done and the, and the exploits and so on and so forth. And he begins to commend, teach, correct, you know, expound as, as an apostle. He begins to do this. And so uh, one of the things I'm reading out of Romans 1.5, he says, And it's talking about who was declared to be the son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection of the dead, Yeshua Meshika, our Lord, through whom we receive grace and the office of an apostle for obedience of faith among all the nations. Now, you know what's wild about that is that, uh, let me read it out of, out of here. Through him we receive grace and a commission as an apostle to bring forth, to bring about faith and obedience among the Gentiles for the sake of him. Now, I like that word commission because in another translation, it talks about how he was called to be an apostle. It says grace and apostleship. Now, I'm going to take that word right there, and it's talking about one who was sent off, one who has been commissioned, one who has been summoned, and and that commission is speaking about him that how that he through obedience and faith receives the apostleship or the apostolate. Now here we begin to see that living faith, existing faith, the faith that God gives you to be and to act is tied to your summon. Tied to location, because when he began to speak to Adam, he said, take that what you have here. What, what did he have there? Relationship with God. He, see, when he was going to take what was in Eden and put it somewhere else, God was going to be there. It wasn't just that God was, they would have to travel all the way back to Eden to, have, to get what they had there. The summons and the call to take that which is in Eden and take it everywhere else was one of faith and obedience, that God would be there. 
when we get into the New Testament, it begins the same way when Paul begins to speak to people concerning his faith and the faith that he lives by is the faith of Jesus Christ. So talk to me right now based on your understanding of what I'm saying right now. You know, Pastor, I was looking at that scripture out of the Phillips translation, and it expounds it just a little bit more um, towards, I think, what it is that you're trying to bring out. I'd like to share that. Um, Out of the Phillips translation, Romans chapter 1, verse 5, it says, uh, patiently marked out as the Son of God by the power of the Spirit of holiness, which raised him from life again, from the dead. Make sure I'm in the right place here. Okay, yeah. The gospel is centered in God's son, a descendant of David by the human genealogy and pa- and par- patiently wait, patent patently marked P-A-T-E-N-T-L-Y I can't seem to pronounce that. Hmm. <laughs> P-A-T-E-N-T-L-Y, marked out as the Son of God by the power of the Spirit of holiness, which raised him from life, to life again from the dead. He is our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom we received grace and our commission in his name to forward Amen. obedience to the faith in all nations. And of this great number, you at Rome are also called to belong to him. Amen. That's a good. That's a good translation. I got. I like that. I like that. How we have to be. We have. We are called to belong to Him. Right. And how we belong to Him through faith. Uh huh. See, faith is a necessary component. We have to have this right before we have our faith to receive. Faith moves mountains. We have to have this in our hearts because if we don't have this, then we're not going to have the faith to say because we don't believe in the authority that we carry because we won't see a person who doesn't know that they're, that they're strong will not exhibit strength on purpose. If you and don't so, know you're called, will you exhibit authority to walk in you it? You won't. You won't. That's why, can I tell you something that you've, you've heard recently of off-duty officers who, who come to the rescue and uh, sometimes in some cases have had to pull out their guns and, and had, to, uh, um, had to use them to rescue other people. And so when we begin to understand that they know who they are even when they're not wearing the badge. Mm-hmm. Do we know who we are? Now, someone's going to say something. Who's that? So, this is why from Genesis all the way to, to Galatians, we get to this place in Galatians, which, which is sad because it says, you foolish Galatians who put you under a spell. Was not Jesus the Messiah clearly portrayed before your eyes as having been crucified? I want to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by doing the actions of the law or believing what you heard? Are you so foolish having started out in the Spirit? Are you now ending up in the flesh? 
Did you suffer so much for nothing if it really was for nothing? Does God supply you with the Spirit and work miracles among you because you do the actions of the law or because you believe what you heard? Now, I like how he just mentions miracles as though this was an everyday occurrence in everybody's life. When, you, when I hear this, it, I realize how far we have fallen from the first church. Because miracles were, miracles were such a part of their life that the, that the Corinthians were corrected because they were flowing in all of the gifts, but their character was flawed. And it was only because they were using their grace as a, as a, as a tool to live the way they were living. And, and they, the Bible says that they, were, they, that they were coming to a place where these, it was just becoming a lot of noise because they didn't love. But anyway, I'm not going to teach on that right now, but he says that he supplied. In the same way, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. See, when you, when you believe God and you believe that he, was raised from the, that he was buried and raised from the dead, we're saved. And with the heart we believe and with the mouth confessions made unto salvation. And it was credited to him in the same way, he says. What you heard, when you believe what you've heard, in other words, when you have the faith and faith in what you hear, Abraham did the same thing and it was credited to him as righteousness. And then when you begin to see that those who have faith are Abraham's real descendants or real seed. When we begin to understand that we, in our own justification, that which has started your story, that which has started this chapter of your life, is faith to believe who he is and then to believe who you are. That's why he says, who bewitched you? You guys don't even know who you are anymore. What happened? Your faith is no longer in the spirit, is no longer on the living word, but your faith is now tied to what you, what you do. It's back in the law. And so many times, and I'm going to say it this way, the reason why God doesn't work miracles among us is because we don't know who we are. Because the first thing, how many here, and I want participation on this question, how many here have ever been asked to pray for someone? And the first thing you do is you examine your heart to see, not to see if you're in the faith, but to see if you've sinned. So you can clear it off the table before you enter in. How many have done this? Absolutely. And, I'm and, and going to say all praise and glory to God. I have truly moved past that. Well, no, but you have. That's why I said, have you done it before? Yeah, I've moved past yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, and we have to. We have to. We have to be... That's why the Bible says that you can be ready instant, 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 in season wow. and out. Yes. That's right. Because it, it doesn't depend upon how good you are, because you are who you are all the time. But how do yeah. we stay built up? We stay built up in his word. David, do you have anything to add right now? Sorry, I had it on mute. No, not right now. I'm just listening. All right. And so when we begin to understand that who we are and where we are has, has so much to do with what God wants to do with us, 
that in Eden there was a flow. I, David was talking about this, and it reminded me of Eden in the service where the power of God came down and how he was almost in a whirlwind. And he was in a, a, this, and I, and I could see it as he spoke, how he was just surrounded almost in this, in this, like, the, uh, you know, the presence of God came in him and it was, he was sensing the wind that was pulling him upward. And I almost picture when God would speak to Adam that way, because it was a direct beam, if I could put it that way, it's a picture that the Hebrew draws. It's just, he's walking in the light because the light is with him. And when, when God said, let there be light, it wasn't the sun. And it wasn't the moon, it was his glory that lit up the earth. And in that glory is where Adam walked with God. David was sensing the, the presence and the glory of God all over him. Now, the promise was, is when he would meet with God, God would walk with him in the cool of the day. He said, now take all of that which is here, and let's start taking it all around the world. What's this? What is it that we're, that we're going to see and experience? that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will fill the earth. We still have, by preaching the gospel to every creature, is the same call that, see, it doesn't change, that Adam had to take that which was in Eden. Where is our Eden? It's in us. We have the presence of God on the inside. He lives on the inside. We begin to speak to him based upon his presence on the inside. The connection to heaven is instantly made. And we seek the Father. Jesus lives in us. He's the head. And we give glory to Jesus Christ, the head of the church. But we connect immediately with him. Can I tell you something? I'm going to say something. We hear the teaching of Daniel, and it was a good teaching. But it says, oh, well, you know, uh, we heard right away. Did you know that when you are in this place in faith, faith is that which connects you. Faith doesn't have to be like, our internet connection when you have, you know, this much service and, and, and I forgot what they call it where, you know, you get, you know, if you pay $29, you get 50. And then is it, is it Meg's? Uh, I don't know what it is, but you get, Manny could tell me that on that can educate us on that part. And then you pay, you know, 49 and then you get up to a hundred. Uh, is it, is it Meg's Manny? Yeah. And then, you know, you pay for the super duper and you get 300 Meg's. And now you can hook up your whole house with internet. Well, you know, what happens is your face grows. And maybe your face right now can only pull down 50 megs of faith, and you can believe God for certain things. But then you get to this place where you fill yourself with the word, and you say, man, if Jesus did this, if Paul did this, man, if Peter did this, Barnabas was out there. Man, and these ragtag disciples, you know, Jesus told them to go heal the sick and raise the dead and cleanse the lepers. And they just went, they were, they were truly amazed that even the demons that answered to and submitted, they were just blown away. And all they did, they just went out. That's before they were even born again. They went. The power of the word of God is so, you see, when God speaks, it is so strong that it surrounded them so that when they spoke on his behalf, demons cried out. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's the kind of stuff that, that raises your faith level. When, when you read the word, you might read the word about something else, you know, and, but, but it's, it's, it, it's, the faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. It, as, as you speak it out, 
into your life. And as you begin to act on it and speak and give testimony of the word of God and say, Jesus is Lord. Look what I've done through him. It wasn't me who did the miracles. It was the one who was in me and who lives in me. And all glory comes to him. And so the Galatians, they were doing all of these things because I like what he said here in, 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 uh, in Romans 8, uh, still in the first chapter. He said, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. And it was their faith that was known throughout the world. So let, let me give an opportunity. Who's got something to say right here so far? What, what, what do you think of the things that I'm talking about? Well, in contrast to what you were saying, Pastor, I was reading Galatians chapter 3 out of the Philip translation as well. And you just said that their faith was being spoken about throughout the known world at that time. When he was talking to the Galatians, look what he talks about, what he says of their faith. Oh, you dear idiots of Galatia. Who saw Jesus Christ, the crucified, so plainly? Who has been casting a spell over you? I will ask you one simple question. Did you receive the Spirit of God by trying to keep the law or by believing the message of the gospel? I mean, just by looking at that, I, 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 I would hope with biblical hope, not the kind of hope that David was talking about um, on Sunday, but with biblical hope, with an expectation of something, something happening, something good happening, you know, that my faith would be spoken of by other people. Because what it does is a testimony because we all live by the faith of the Son of God. You know, Amen. we have this measure of faith that you were talking about, Pastor, on Sunday as well. So we that needs to be seen. That's how the believer operates. And our, our faith should be visible. If it's not, then we need to question, just like he was questioning the Galatians. Uh, what faith are you operating or are you operating in faith? Are you behaving idiotic? Have you stepped back into something lesser? Do you dare to step back into what has been provided for you? Well, it's true because he said, see, you see then that those who have faith are Abraham's real descendants, which meant that there were those out there who were professing, but were not really Abraham's descendants. And it says, therefore, those who believe are blessed together with Abraham, the one who believed. In other words, if you faith like Abraham, then you will be tied to Abraham. But how do we live? This is all about how we live. You see, <laughs> and back to Romans 1, verse 6, is among whom all of you who are, are called or summoned of Jesus Christ. See, so... We all have received a summons, a purpose for this life, and our faith is tied to this. So who else has something to say? I, you know, we're going to give room to somebody to come up. Manny, what else have you got?
Even on computer, do you have a question or comment? If you're on the computer, just I'll, I'll receive that here too. But who else? Give me a testimony of your faith. So I can't hear anything on the computer. Oh, so how how is he on there then? Oh, that's right. You have to tie the you have to download Talkshoe in order to hear on the computer. He he was he was he had it on in his room, and then I made him come out here so he could actually listen, and it okay. just went mute. All right, and and so. How many here have something to add about this, about your faith? Do you understand it, what it means? Or if you have any questions about how it's tied to your call and how it's tied to your location and where you are with him? What I mean by location, let me give you this. Your faith will work best where God has called you to be obedient. So if you're, if you're working, say, like Xavier's working at O'Reilly's, that's his assignment, and he's reaching people there. It will work best there as he begins to be obedient to reach the people that God has him in. If you're in school, it works best at your school. It works best where you live, uh, around your neighborhood. Um, you know, you, you, uh, it will work best when you're with the people that you're supposed to fellowship with. And so that's what I mean by that. You know, if you you know if, you, if God has called us to start churches all over the United States, our faith is going to work great in the United States. But if He hasn't called you to go to Mexico yet, you're going to go out there, and it's not going to work like it would work where you're at. Make sense? Yes. Amen. Manny, you got anything? You know, uh, one thing I want to add is, you know. Um, Faith is infectious too. You know, when when you're surrounded by people who are built up in the faith, that spreads. Just just like the same thing when when we when we go and pray in the spirit with somebody, we go and pray in the spirit, and we're getting them filled with the Holy Spirit. That that's encouraging, but when what they see in action and power, that strengthens there too. Well, yeah, yeah, you're right. Amen. That's a true statement. That's a true statement. That's like that's like uh, when we can were you, talking uh, about how little. Go can ahead. You, can you repeat that again, real quick? Can you repeat that again, real quick, Manny? Because uh, my battery died and I had to jump back on the call. I was just saying uh, that faith is infectious. You know, when you're surrounding yourself with people who are built up in the faith, that spreads. That spreads and that encourages you. And when you surround yourself with the right people, that it builds your faith too as well. You, um, Whether it be just from pressure and encouragement to act, it, it, it does. It does so. Yeah, I agree. I, I see a lot of... Uh... These youngsters right now that are all into, seems like everybody's into fitness again like they were in the 80s. And they, everybody <laughs> wants big muscles, all, all these young kids. But they get inspired by seeing other people with results. And it's the same thing in the faith. People long to have a truth. And when they see results with somebody that has a faith that can't be shaken, then they want to be just like that. But it draws them to something Absolutely. that's better than 
having something that's stronger draws them to a truth that they can't deny and an encounter that they can't explain or experience anywhere else. That's true. You know, when I saw reading some of the stuff like from uh, John V. Lake and some of his exploits and things like that, man, it it um it it really puts me on a higher plane. I thought, you know what? There's nothing that I can't do. You know, as a minister in in ministering to people, it puts me in a different plane. I said, you know what? This is what's possible here. You know, I, I'm there. There's anything we can't I do. I think it's I think it's important for us as as a body for each other and for outside of the ministry to be built up for the simple reason that it's some people can get inspired by reading about it. Some people can get inspired by seeing it on TV. Some people get pumped up, but really it's like going to a motivational speech. You hear it and you get there and you're pumped up, but it only lasts for so long. But if you're consistently surrounded by it, it becomes a lifestyle. It becomes something that just, that's so obtainable because you can, you can see it around you every single day. And if we're those people that they can see every single day around it, then it's something that's, that's a livable life that they can see in motion and not just read, see, or hear about, but they can actually experience it while you're there. And I think that's true for all of us that, that's at church to do that. And that's, that's not only going to help us grow, but it's going to help the ministry grow, and it's going to help the word spread. And it's almost a mandate. Actually, it is a mandate. It's expected of us. If we're stagnant and we stay as pew sitters, it's the same thing as going back. We're right back where we started from. If our faith doesn't go from faith to faith that grows from, from where we were yesterday, then, then it's all for nothing. Right. Amen. Right, good word. I'm looking at it. This I'm look. I just kind of got a visual as David was talking, um, and he was saying that you know that when we talk about our faith, it's encouraging. Manny was saying that it's infectious. I got the visual based on based on the word of God. How in Proverbs chapter four it talks about how incline your ear, <laughs> don't let it depart from your eyes. Incline your ear. And then let it go yeah. into your heart. Because when you're talking about it and when you're going from faith to faith, you know, it's it's lit, it's alive, it's viable, it's it it grows. It it has to grow. And the more that we surround ourselves with hearing it, the more that we keep it before our eyes, it enters into our heart and it's once it enters into our heart, that's when we grasp it and that's where it begins to grow. And that's what elevates us from faith to faith. It has to come in through the eye gate, has to come in through the ear gate. It has to germinate in our heart. And once it takes root there, it is there now in the spiritual realm where it is, it is meant to thrive. Prior to right. it getting into our heart, getting into that spirit part of us, that's the part it has to be to thrive, to continue to grow. Because faith is spiritual. It has a way of affecting the natural, but it first has to come in through the spiritual realm, and then it takes root, and then it begins to manifest in the natural realm. So that's why it's important for us to share our faith. That's why it's important for us to communicate. And that's what makes that faith effectual. 
but it, like like he was saying, it's important for us to surround ourselves around it with people that speak faith, you know, with reading the word, with hearing the word, with going to church and, and hearing it taught. That's right. Amen. Does anybody else have anything? Anybody have anything else you had wanted to share? Well, amen. Well, let me let me finish off here because um, it's already nine o'clock. This has been a fast talk show. <laughs> right. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was making a joke. Said, I'm now able to take the duct tape off of Rigby's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all hearing this uh, music behind me here? Okay, no, now. we didn't. Good, okay, well, that's good. I, I was thinking you guys were hearing all this Mexican music in the background. Now. Verse 19 of chapter 4 in Romans. He kept hearing and said, in spite of hopeless circumstances, he believed that he would become the father of many nations. And some, some, some of them say that he believed in hope. And, and what it's implying there is that he saw that there was vision given through hope. You know, Jesus gave, I mean, when the Spirit of God spoke to he gave him an impossibility because I'm sure that Abraham had known many people in his lifetime, but he'd never known people that would have descendants as numerous as the stars or, or the grains of sand. God, in his call, by giving him vision, told him that what he would do would be great. The problem saying that he would be great. And he said that his faith did not weaken. His faith did not grow weak. He said, why? Because you've been what you will have. And so when he thought about his own body, which was already as good as dead, as he was about 100 years old, it says, or he didn't look at Sarah's inability to have children, nor did he doubt God's promise out of lack of faith. Instead, his faith became stronger, and he gave glory to God. See, when he gave glory to God, he gave thanks and was grateful but he also said, God, all that I am and all that I do is you. Being absolutely convinced that God would do what he had promised. Now, I want you to know that he filled himself up with God's word. He said, wait, what word? He didn't have the Bible. Nope, because what he said, he, had been, he said, the father of many nations, just as he had been told, this is how many. So he was telling him, you're going to be father of many nations, and this is how many descendants you'll have. That was the word that gave vision to him. He believed God. 
So he stayed in that. What does it tell you in Joshua to meditate on his word day and night? Be strong and be courageous. So but when someone tells you you've got to be courageous, that, I already know at that moment it's going to be hard. Uh-huh. And so to, today, I want you to understand that when God calls, he supplies. But you know that all you need is his word. His word is spirit. His word is life. This is why I say it over and over again, and I'm saying it at church a lot. And I say that, it, that faith has to be based upon the word of God. His words, the words that he speaks out of his mouth become spirit when they reach your heart. And it, and, and it becomes life. It feeds you. It empowers you. And, and uh, it gives you, you know, for some of these people that, that watch these shows, it gives you more power than a super saiyan. As you begin to meditate on the word, you, you grow stronger. And I'm giving some of you that know what that is as they, as they receive their strength. You could see, literally see these guys gaining strength. Isn't that true, Manny? <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, that's, what I, that's what I visualize when I start filling myself up with the word because I've seen, I've seen the show that they watch. And as, they're, and as they're gaining strength, I'm thinking, you know what? I'm just like that, gaining strength. You know? And, and you know what um, Mark shared the other day? He was talking, and, and uh, he was giving a praise report because he was in school, and, and he said that he texted Rissa, and he texted me, and we were praying for him so that he would be healed. And he said that he thought for a moment, he got out of school, and the clouds kind of, not out of school, he got out of class, and he was feeling sick, and his body was hurting everywhere, and he was just, you know, and, and uh, he wanted healing. He wanted, and so he said he walked out into the, to go between classes, and the sun had come out from, from under the clouds. And he said he felt the warmth of the sun in him, and he remembered what I had said about how sometimes I'll go out into the sun, and, I'm, and I just, you know, begin to, to, to meditate on the word that by his stripes I'm healed. And then what I, you know, I, I used to use a frame of reference, you know, just a point of reference, I, how Superman in, would be healed when he would come out into the sun. The, the light of the sun would heal him. And there was a metaphor there when they would have, when they, you know, in the original Superman. But, I, but what happened is that I just would just say, thank you, Father, for restoring my... And he said he did the same thing, that he used the word of God and the point of, the, the point of contact for his face was the sun hit his body. And he said he literally felt healing come into his body and all the pains left him. And he was able to finish what he had to do at school because he had to do a presentation and some other stuff. And it ended up being, uh, then he was going to go visit with a friend afterwards. He said that that was the best day in school and after school that he had had in a long time. But see, that was the word of God at work in him. He used the word of God, and he had a point of contact, which was the hope was attached to a vision of him receiving strength. And it, and it was a powerful, powerful example of how our faith works. And so, anyway, I just wanted to leave you with that testimony, giving glory to God. He, you know what? His word works. Anything else from anybody before we end this, this program today? I think it's been a very fruitful program. Manny, anything else? I want to leave leave us with the scripture. It says in Second Timothy uh, chapter two. It says, "Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything." So, in ev- in everything, we we probably understand everything to a point with what was shared tonight. But think over it, meditate on it, and may the Lord bring you new understanding and just a different facet, so that we may be able to learn more from each other. 
Right on. I like that. That's good. That is really good. David, anything else? Miss hey. Esther, anything else? Or yeah, were you gonna say something? Uh, it's Rigby. He's saying amen. Everybody else. Miss <laughs> Esther, anything else? I was enjoying Sorry. everything everybody else was saying. I'm just gonna give everybody amen. else an opportunity. My phone's a big pain in the butt to try to get off mute when it's not on the on the <laughs> dialer. So I was trying to. I was trying to navigate through it, so I wasn't ignoring you. I was trying to get to it. Yeah, it's been happening to no, me. But no, I don't have... <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I was trying to shuffle through the menu, and I hit the dialer, and it brought me to my contacts. I don't know how that happened, but... <laughs> but no, it's good stuff tonight. Well, praise God. Hey, let, don't forget, man. Sunday, we're going to have a healing service. Tell your friends, tell your relatives, tell your uncles, your enemies... Anybody, then God will heal them and uh, will save them. And he's there to deliver. And uh, those that need to hear a word from God, tell them to come on down. And uh, let's, uh, you know, I've been hearing among the, among the folk, it's not grumbling. Say, hey, man, how come, how come God, uh, you know, doesn't show up like he did? I said, because you guys are becoming healthy. I mean, God will heal you. But, um, you know, there's only so many words you can receive. And there's only, you know, uh, healing's always available and people do get healed. But, I'll tell you something, bring in the multitudes, you know, bring them in, Amen. and I want to encourage you. Now, some, some people say, well, God does all that in the streets. Yeah, but in this culture, people all, for, for years and years and years, especially in the United States, they used to bring people to church to get saved, people to church to get healed. And, and what happens is that God works within the context of our culture, but he also starts to build culture on the outside of the, uh, uh, outside of the, the doors of the church. So let's just begin to prime the pump, get people space up, get people healed, and uh, let's, 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 let's leave a legacy in our lives of what God has done so that when we're, you know what, <laughs> too much to say, praise the Lord, just bring them in. <laughs> Father, I pray for all those that have heard the word. Father, I pray that the word, Father, being mixed with faith, prospers in our hearts and in our souls. Lord, in Jesus' name, we pray for all the students tomorrow, Father, that they if they have quizzes, that they would pass them, that they would do just exceedingly, Father. Thank you. Even with Mary, Father, thank you that you just show her so many good things that's, that it looks easy. And, Father, thank you that we're in this season, that even the things in the realm of the Spirit come easy to us, Father. We receive that grace and favor. In Jesus' name, healing to all the bodies, strength to the bodies, strength to the immune systems. I command all yeah. symptoms to bow their knees. In Jesus' name symptoms to bow the knee in Jesus' name, that we would be healed, strong, strong, strong immune system, symptom-free in Jesus' name. Now, Father, we give you all the glory and all the praise and all the honor. Amen. Love you guys. You are Amen. all dismissed. Good night. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Good, Good night. night. Amen. Good night, John David. Good night, John Manny. Good night, John Riss.
Hi, Patty. Good, you? Okay. Good
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.